This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 286. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, joining me on the show today is Mr. Amin Benny. He and I wrote a book together. It's called Cocktails Made Simple. Great to talk to you, Benny. Great to talk to you, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. How's uh, how's East Coast going? It's all right. Beautiful fall weather. Really gorgeous weather lately. Nice. So our book came out this week as we record this in the middle of October 2019. It was awesome working with you on this project. Uh, it was amazing working with you. Let me tell you, it's uh, pretty pretty cool to be able to say, "Hey, as a bartender, I you know we I put out a book. That's like quite the accomplishment." But another something just as important as that is getting to work with someone like you, Brian. You know, you've uh, done so much in the industry, and and it's uh, it's really amazing to be able to uh, put this project together, really get this book going, and, you know, to get to work with you, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Mutual, uh, effect, what, what's the expression I'm looking for? <laughs> Mutual Appreciation Society here. Well, thank you. So, uh, yeah, you worked uh, for many years as a bartender in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, 13 years in Las Vegas. I always like hearing stories about Las Vegas bartenders. <laughs> yeah, no, Las Vegas was a blast. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy things that have happened. I've seen things that I probably shouldn't even talk about on the show. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a very, very fun, crazy lifestyle. The uh, only reason I really left is I didn't want my daughter to grow up. The school system was kind of kind of not the best out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we came back home, which was Orange County, California. Got it. Yeah, every time I go to Vegas, I'm like, it's just funny to imagine people actually live here because it doesn't seem like, I mean, when you're on the strip anyway, it's like, it just seems like a weird place to live. It is, you know, you, you, you work all night taking care of everybody, making drinks for everybody. And then, you know, you and your team kind of go out and have drinks, the local areas and the local bars, they keep the windows like really dark. <laughs> so you, you get off at like two, you're having drinks at two thirty. You're all done. It's like seven in the morning. You're like, what happened with the whole night? Yeah. You know, there's no clocks. Everything's dark. You never know what time's going by. And you get that you get that call from your wife in the morning when she's headed to work, being like, "Where are you?" <laughs> it's trouble sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bars are open twenty four hours there, right? Twenty four hours. Oh my, that's bad enough in New York at four, but twenty four hours—that's scary. Yeah, four is four is pretty good. You know, nothing good happens after midnight. That's what they say. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's why it's always fun to drink after midnight. <laughs> yeah. So you were working in um in a hotel? Yeah, I was at uh, Caesar's Palace most of my career out there. You know, Caesar's Palace was amazing. You know, Frank Sinatra sat on the board of entertainment at one time. Hmm. Uh, that's where, you know, the stories of just Caesar's Palace and a lot of the uh, employees have been there a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So they, they share those stories of all the celebrities and all the crazy things that used to be back in old school Vegas. And, you know, that's that's something that, like, you know, the history there and everything that's really happened that's just insane in Vegas – there should be multiple movies. There should be a series, a documentary about these are the crazy things that have happened in Vegas. You know, and it's all uh, all union there, right? What's it, and you have to be it certified. You have, you have to be certified to become a bartender there. Yeah. Yeah. So to be a bartender in Las Vegas, I uh, had to go to school for a year at that time. I think it's six months, but they make it so you're doing the the same amount of time in class, but you know, twice a week instead of once a week. Um, but yeah, you, you have to go through a long, strenuous pro- process 
to to be a bartender out there, no matter what your experience is, no matter how long you've been bartending. Mm. And uh, once you're certified, you're certified by the state of Nevada. Right. It's not like a bartending school. And then you you can take that anywhere. You know that that'll get you a job anywhere you go. Cool. And then working working uh, under union rules. I mean, what, what's that? What's that like? Um. <laughs> I mean, it's good for you. You know, I think, I mean, we, we got paid uh, at the time I was out there. I think it was like 15, 16 an hour. I think they're at over $18 an hour now. Wow. And then uh, free pension, free health care, you know, and then all the tips you make. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of benefits. You know, you, you have certain rules that you go by and, uh, it's quite the benefit to be able to have that. On the same sense, you, you know, the downfall is it doesn't matter how good you are, or how hard you work. Right. You know, it's all based on seniority, not not your work skills or how hard you work. So, you know, there's there's give and take, but you know, it was uh, it was an amazing experience working in Vegas. Well, I guess we should talk more about the book. Yeah, uh, we have uh, cocktails made simple, and it's it's made for somebody who. Somebody who knows nothing could pick up this book and go start to finish and become a pretty uh, accomplished bartender, I think, by the end of the way, if you get through the end and make all the drinks and follow all the things. But uh, we kind of split up the work, and um, you did a lot of the uh, the sort of um, techniques and uh, all that kind of stuff, the tools, and I focus more on the back of the book, which is the uh, recipes. And we have – I think we ended up with about 30 recipes, and they're yeah. all they're all um, – all classic recipes, no no originals here. So uh, yeah, good for learning. You know, you gave you gave variation, so which is amazing. You know, the uh, variation on the old fashioned with maple syrup and uh, yeah. black walnut bitters. Yeah, that. Um, I think I think the black walnut bitters got cut out of the book for, for word count or something. Looks like it's not there. So, but um, it, yeah, I've been really successful with that at, at the club where I work. And uh, the, the GM wanted to do a barrel aged cocktail, so which I had never actually done before. But how much influence the barrel has, I'm not sure. You know, I do it kind of Solera method, so I'm constantly adding more to it because I go I, I go through a lot of these drinks. They're they're delicious i make a simple syrup with make maple syrup basically but for i'll take some um cardamom and uh allspice and um sea salt and cloves and i kind of um toast that up a little bit in a pan and then i'll add maple syrup let's say a cup of maple syrup and then a cup of water and then boil that back down reduce it by half so it started as one cup maple syrup one cup water and then reduce it down to one cup again, so it really infuses, infuses all those flavors in there, and um, and the sugars caramelize a little bit, and so it's it's it comes out great. And uh, so I mix that with uh, I use Maker's Forty Six, and um, put that in the barrel, and then to order when I get an order, I'll use uh, one dash of uh, Angostura aromatic bitters and two dashes of, uh, Fee Brothers black walnut bitters and a big ice cube and an orange twist. And it's, it's pretty, pretty darn good if I do say so myself. (laughs) No, that's awesome. And, and, you know, through the book, you gave all kinds of alternatives that maybe like, this is the recipe that most people use, but Hey, I like to do this, or, you know, this is a great take on this. And, so, you know, it, it's cool to be able to say this is a, what the classic or most used recipe is, but here's here's my cool take on it, or here is a cool take on it that I, I've seen around. And, 
you know, it, it gives people the ability to kind of choose what they like, but understand that nothing is a hundred percent what it's supposed to be. You get to play with things and kind of create your own with this. There are no rules that can't be broken. Yeah, that's right. And I think, but it's good to know the classic recipe before you go try to make a variation on it, you know, 100%. And you know, that's, that's, that is the key. You want to know the way it's supposed to be before you make it the way you want it to be. Yeah. And I think, um, I think I said in the daiquiri section, how, uh, you know, just learn to make a classic daiquiri and you can, once you can really make that drink perfectly, there are infinite variations on that. And so many other drinks stem from that recipe. Yeah. A uh, three ingredient cocktail, one that's really simple to be able to make Two, that's how a lot of people who are bartenders kind of judge a new bar. They go, Hey, make me a daiquiri. The bartender yeah. can nail that. Then oh, they're yeah. like, okay, take me where you want to take me, or I'm going to try these drinks that you have. But really that is what bartenders consider to be the, cocktail that kind of shows whether you understand balance or not yeah well that's the key with the daiquiri you're, you're balancing the three ingredients just perfectly and um so i have a guest who uh loves my paloma and he's like it comes out mine is too sweet i said well you add a little more lime juice and you balance it that's that's it that's simple totally yeah, yeah and uh but like we said in the book like it's if you if you just you take the daiquiri recipe, add mint to it and club soda, and serve it tall on in it with ice. You have a mojito, you know. So it, and there's just so many different examples that, where you could go with that drink, you know. Oh, completely. I mean, cocktails in general, it's a plug and play. I mean, it's really you can take something out, put something in, uh, change it up. You know, once you get these classics down, and once you understand that, then once you go into what the families are. I mean, from understanding the cocktail to the families, then it's basically plug, plug and play or Mr. Potato Head just changing pieces out to make something that you really like and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, the graphics came out great, I think, you know, rather than just list the ingredients um, as a list. I mean, we give we give it's, it's sort of a list, but then it shows proportions in a glass. And it's pretty neat the way the graphics came out. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. And, you know, I'm happy that we kind of talked about how how we should tell people to put the ingredients in kind of the order and everything but you know having them do it in a way that you know like bartender actually does it you know that's that's amazing not even a lot of advanced cocktail books really show you know put in the syrup first and and the citrus and everything it just starts straight out with the alcohol and we we all know like being behind the bar a lot of us don't do the alcohol to the very end and the ice at the end and then shake it and kind of control everything. So, you know, showing them the right way from the start was pretty awesome. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And well, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about is you, we, um, when building a drink, um, we always start with the least expensive ingredient first so that if you make a mistake, you're not tossing out the most expensive thing, which is usually the, the base spirit. So let's say it's a uh, Manhattan and start with the bitters in your mixing cup Add the uh, vermouth next and whiskey last, then the ice, stir that up. But um, but it's kind of weird. Actually, I mean, when I'm at the bar and I build a gin and tonic, say, I have a soda gun. So I'm doing I'm doing both at the same time, you know, and uh, I free pour drinks like that. So I'm, I'm doing a gin and tonic, uh, pouring the, the booze and the soda out of the soda gun at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, when, it's, when you're three, four deep, 
it's about speed sometimes. You know, you just have to get that out there and everything. How's everything been at the uh, club? Everything's cool. It's, um, you know, it's so busy. There's so many hours over the over the summer. And then after Labor Day, it starts to cool down a little bit. And then, like, next week, I, like, I, I go from working way too much to not having enough hours, <laughs> which is great, you know, which is weird. But, it, you, you know, we call it the season. And, um, you know, the golf house closes the weekend before uh, Thanksgiving. And then so there's way left shifts after that. And then um, uh, after after um, New Year's Eve, we're closed for like five or six weeks, depending how the weekends fall. And, um, yeah, there's no work. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do get um, some paid vacation, but it's not enough to cover six weeks. So Yeah. Wow. That's that's you know, that's hard, especially with seasons and especially yeah, you know, golf involved. It's kind of harder when there's snow. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no. There's no the golf house is closed for like what, three or four months. Wow. But you know, it's cool. We're uh we're allowed to use the golf course on, on Mondays and I've been learning golf. I'm, I'm this is my first year ever playing golf and I'm really digging it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig uh sand traps is what I do when I golf, man. Nothing but big <laughs> holes in the dirt. So <laughs> I, I it's a skill I need to practice as well. It's amazing how any any water around just sucks your ball. It's amazing. It just <laughs> sucks your ball right in. Anytime there's a water, I, I don't I don't get it. So, uh, well, how's things with the, you're um, working full time for Whistlepig now, right? Yeah, things are great. Uh, we had piggyback uh, release in the California market. We're having piggyback kind of release in a bunch of other markets starting in January. Yeah, I haven't had a so chance if, to try that. What's the What's the story with that? I need to send you a bottle. That's what I need to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so piggyback is kind of us putting out something that can be your everyday drinker that's not going to break the bank kind of situation. So, I mean, we do luxury craft across the whole line, but piggyback is something that we can get into, like, any bar at all. You know, the price point is just right there. It's a six-year, 100% rye, 96.56. Uh, proof, which the five six is our tip of the hat to our master distiller and co-founder Dave Pickerel, and that was the year he was born. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's an amazing product. I love it. But ever since its uh, launch party has come out, it's been just nonstop going everywhere, large events. Uh, it has taken off. So it's it's been a lot of work, and it's been great getting to. Step away from the bar, get excited, learn new skills, and uh, get to work for a company that I'm honored and blessed to be able to work for with Whistlepig. Very cool. Yeah, unfortunately, we lo- we lost Dave Pickrell um, not that long ago. He was a great man. Yeah. Great man, yeah. I, I interviewed him there at the Whistlepig farm one time. I, I got to hear that. I've been, you know, again, I, like I say, I've been a big fan of yours since... You know, it was you and Vino, wasn't it, back in the day? Vince and Vano. We started. <laughs> we, Vince and Vano. I used, yeah. yeah, I used sort of my my middle name uh, at first. I don't know. You know, we both had other business interests and things, and uh, we kind of kept it on the DL at first. But then he he eventually left the show, and uh, I was like, I'm, I want people to know who I am now. You know, so um, so that's that was the story with that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for uh, five six years now. It'll be it'll be seven years in spring. Wow! No, see, that's a long time, man. So you know, <laughs> that's it's, a long time in podcasting. Long world. time, <laughs> bartending, podcasting as well. I mean, 
I don't think anybody else has really done it that long. So well, the you know, you uh, the speakeasy, Damon and and uh, Souther were actually came before me. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, both of you. Look at both of you still around. I mean, yeah. nobody <laughs> else has made it. Nobody else has really done it. So that's that's pretty cool to you know, ha- put something out there and really make it happen. But you know, to have lasted so long and to be be so beloved by the industries that <laughs> you know people keep listening and keep wanting to know what's going on with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got a book out. That's right. So it's Cocktails <laughs> Made Simple. You can buy it on Amazon.com. <laughs> and BarnesandNoble.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's definitely really cool to be able to say that, you know, we got to work together and make this book happen. Put something out that, you know, if you know absolutely nothing about cocktails, you can step into this book, start reading it learn it's not complicated it's not hard i think we we did pretty well at making it simple yeah. which is even in the uh in the title mm-hmm. but you know it, it's it's something that even if you know a lot about cocktails you can probably read this and learn a couple new things yeah i think but so too. if you're a if you're a home bartender and you say hey you know i, I love to cook for my guests but now i want to step it up and i want to learn how to make some cocktails for my guests as well um Perfect book for that. And, uh, you know, we have the holidays coming, which everybody is looking for a great gift to give somebody that you love. And at a $13 price point, yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, several members of the club tell me they're going to buy a bunch of them and give them out as Christmas gifts to their employees. <laughs> buy, your, buy, buy gifts, give them out to people. At a thirteen dollar price point, I mean, this is the kind of gift you can give out to your friends. Or if you're your going, family. if you're going to a holiday party, it's great for that too. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you know, uh, what is that called? An elf? Wait, elephant? <laughs> what? I don't know. Where, elf where on a shelf. A gift in, <laughs> where you put a gift in, and you don't, you know, nobody knows who it goes to. Oh yeah, there's all different variations on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, even stocking stuffer, it's. And it's it, they did a beautiful job, you know. The photography and it's great. The graphics is in it great. We we, I think we did good. We did great. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. You always you always think, well, if I had a little more time, you know, if we if we could keep going, we could. But you know, at some point, you just got to say, oh, that's it. We're done. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Well, completely. You know, that's. I, I like being able to say, hey, you know, this this is you know we have. A certain amount of time to get things done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because if you, people are perfectionists and they'll pick at something and they'll come up with ideals and they'll hesitate and they'll do all this. And, and, you know, it could take you forever to get your first book out. It could take you forever. You know, if you don't have a certain time limit that you're putting in front of yourself, certain goals. Yeah. And to say, hey, we need, we're going to get this done by this time. Yeah. It could take you forever. You're going to try to, try to make the 16th chapel and have it be utterly perfect and great (laughs) instead of just getting it done. And sometimes in life, you know, just getting it done and uh, pushing yourself and, you know, getting it out there. It's, uh, it's hard for people sometimes to be able to do that, but. Well, it's uh, it's so fun to have, to actually see the physical, you know, thing that you you work on this thing. And then um, I didn't know it was coming. A a box arrived at my house. I didn't know what was inside. And I opened it up and there was a bunch of our books there. I I was like, whoa, (laughs) it's it's real. I can't believe it. (laughs) I got mine like right on my, like just a day before my birthday, which was uh, the best gift that I could ever get, you know? And (laughs) 
Yeah, just being able to sign them and give them to people that you love and, and you know. Well, we need to jump on the uh, podcast train and go visit some other podcasts and yeah. start promoting and doing stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's uh, probably the most amazing thing that I've gotten to partake in. And, and again, working with you has been awesome. You know, we go back and forth deciding who does what and actually like, you know, what we want in it and everything. And I think, you know, working with you has been extremely easy. Well, it was a pleasure working with you as well. Yeah, we're excited. So everybody go buy our book. (laughs) (laughs) Please. For the holidays, get the cocktail book for somebody you love. Shake some drinks for some people on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and uh, shake it till you make it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Benny. Always great to talk to you and uh, hope to run into you soon. Brian, a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be talking and getting to do some stuff soon as well. Do you have any great projects you have going on up there? Uh, I just need to catch up on some sleep over the summer because I was work uh, over the winter because I was working like 60 hours a week over the summer. So you're going to be hibernating. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'll wait, wake up every once in a while and make a podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, we we got it. We need our podcast from you. You have to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, Brian, it was a pleasure. All right, man. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time. All right, you too. All Cheers. Right, bye bye. Cheers. All right. Well, look for our book. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble, and we'll have a link to it, of course, on bartenderjourney.net. It's Cocktails Made Simple by Brian Weber and Amin Benny, and we hope you'll pick up a copy or two. And uh, feel free to get in touch for any reason. You can find me on Instagram at bartenderjourney, or feel free to email me for any reason at all. I'd love to hear from you, and you can email me directly at brian at bartenderjourney.net. Hey, let's do a toast. May you look back on the past with as much pleasure as you look forward to the future. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast.